are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We have some more trade targets for you if you are a contending team. So buckle up. So, Mike, you don't have to listen to this episode. Just skip it. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I really need this episode. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the also, one contending team you got? Yeah, I do have. Dang. I'm taking my job, Nate. I'm supposed to roast Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing a little white on white crime can't solve. So I'm joined tonight (laughs) by Nate Christian, Chevanuni, and the aforementioned Phil Porkman Simmons. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope everyone out there in listener land is doing well. And yet, this is week four or five. I'm saying it early so it doesn't get missed. We're still waiting for my brother-in-law, Vinny, to sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. I saw him yesterday on Memorial Day. He made no mention. We're waiting for you. Our Discord is waiting for you. And my Gmail account is waiting for your $5 a month. So, again, head <laughs> on over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Let's talk some trade targets. And let's start with a running back trade target. Sean, why'd you put me on full screen? I'm about to kick it to Nate. What are you doing? You're killing me. <laughs> Move back over. All right. So, the big question here is you know, what kind of longevity are we looking at? This is a Dynasty League after all. Why are we acquiring these players? What kind of cost are we willing to pay, or do we think you will need to pay to acquire the aforementioned players? So, Nate, we're going to start with you, and you're quite on brand. I love it, but go for it. Also, I will say I love your hair tonight. Thank you. It's nice and fluffy. That's what I go for, you know. Um, I'm on brand. J.K. Dobbins. Going to keep it short and simple. You know, Dalvin Cook had a torn ACL early in his career. J.K. Dobbins had a torn ACL early in his career. Hasn't stopped Dalvin Cook from being a top fantasy football running back. I don't think it's going to stop J.K. Dobbins. We know this man is talented. You know, when he dropped to the Ravens, they did not need a running back. They had Mark Ingram, who was coming off a good year. They had Gus Edwards as well. And it's not a team that necessarily needs a top running back to do well. But they knew that the talent of J.K. Dobbins they could not pass on. He was very efficient in his rookie year. He had some explosive plays. And that's pretty impressive because John Harbaugh usually does not play rookie running backs. We unfortunately lost him last year to that torn ACL, which, by the way, I was about 20 yards away from when it happened, and it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was really rough. I was like a birthday present to go to that preseason game, and I just got to watch J.K. Dobbins like die. Mm. But anyway. He's actually he's, still alive. Okay. Thank God. God. I, if I had picked a dead player, that would have that's something um, I would do, but go on. <laughs> Getty player. You have. Definitely. Anyway, so J.K. Dobbins is coming back from his injury. He's going to be a full year removed from his ACL um, injury by the time the season starts. And as I said, this man's got talent. You know, at his pro day, he ran a 4-3-2, so he's got the speed. Also at 5'10", 210 pounds, he's got the size. We know all about his talent. And the Ravens' offense has lost Marquise Brown. And drafted two more tight ends. They didn't draft any more running backs, uh, you know, in day two to compete with Gus and J.K. Dobbins. And it sounds like, you know, 
Gus is coming off his own injury, so he's not going to be, you know, 100% competing with Dobbins any more than, you know, any of these other guys. So I think Dobbins is going to have a, you know, a hold on that number one spot for the Ravens, and they're going to run the ball a ton. And Dobbins is going to be the main uh, beneficiary of that. And I think he's going to put up some really gaudy numbers this year. So if I'm a contending team, you can get a guy who not only gives you great performance this year, but also gives you dynasty performance over the next three, four years. Mm-hmm. I think J.K. Dobbins fits that. I think you can get J.K. Dobbins for a 2023 first. And while I'm not the happiest person to be throwing away 2023 firsts, uh, J.K. Dobbins, I do think it's worth it, especially for contending team. Also, looking at other running backs kind of ranked around him, you can trade maybe Nick Chubb or Saquon Barkley. I would feel comfortable trading either one of those guys for J.K. Dobbins, getting a little bit younger at the position, mm-hmm. or even a guy maybe like Dalvin Cook. You know, for a contending team, you probably don't want to move a guy like Dalvin Cook, but you might, you know, if you have solid running backs and maybe you can move Dalvin Cook for J.K. Dobbins and someone a little bit on top. But uh, J.K. Dobbins, definitely a guy I am targeting in my leagues. All right, so Nate is targeting J.K. Dobbins. Phil, what about yourself? I like like Nate's pick, and who do you have for us? Who are you targeting and why? Um, I'm currently targeting uh, David Montgomery. Uh, I know I took this from Chef, but I know this is going to be his guy because I know he's a Bears guy. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm just kidding. But um, <clears throat> uh, for me, I think the biggest thing, Swaggy Maggie is out. We don't have to deal with this freaking terrible uh, run scheme that they were running. It just you saw a lot of just hand the ball and run straight, no no you know crazy run concepts, no motions back there. So now you know, fast forward to this year, offensive coordinator um, was the former uh, coach for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he was the passing game coordinator, so he's going to bring him in, and you know pretty much you know show what David Montgomery can really do. And what we can see is Montgomery is a really good back. He's not the guy that's going to outrun you. He's going to outstrength you and <laughs> you bounce off the of tackles and get those six six yards per carry, seven yards per carries, and break you down until the fourth quarter to where, you know, he's going to give you really, really solid games. Um, I know last year he had some injuries. And he only also had one year with 100 yards rushing. But, you know, you know, based off what we saw from the years prior, um, he he is a good uh, running back. He's also a good catcher out of the backfield. Which people don't really realize that. Um, they don't really see. Um, they really don't see that out of his profile. But when we see him, you know, a natural hands catcher, I like that as well. Um, so for me, like on keep trade cut, I've kind of find it disrespectful because they kind of have him around like AJ Dillon. Uh, no sweat the Bob. You know, AJ Dillon is a good player, but he have him. You know, AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers. Um, for me personally, I'm taking David Montgomery over all of those guys. So if you wanted to, if anybody wanted to make a trade with either one of those guys, I'll be willing to make a deal with him there. But for me, um, I think, with, like I said, with this new offense this year, um, and last year I believe he was ninth in the league in carries. He had like over like 250 carries or something like that. Didn't really amount to anything. He's got the opportunity. But with a booty offensive line, and they don't know what they want to do with the quarterback. Like I, they, it was too much confusion there. So I think hopefully this year with Eberflus, they show a lot of um, you know continuity with the offensive line and teaching them what they need to do so you can you know do better. And then on top of that, who the freak are they throwing the ball to? You have Villas Jones. You have you have. I'm not even gonna say Villas Jones because that's disrespectful to Darnell Mooney. He's retired. 
<laughs> exactly. That's like a guy that probably yeah. loved it roster. I know. <laughs> you, also, you, you literally have a Darnell Mooney and a Cole Komet. After that, this is a whole bunch of Jags. So who else are you going to give the ball to other than a David Montgomery? And then you have a spell of a Khalil Herbert, which I like as well. So when it comes down to that, it's just pure opportunity. And this is his contract year as well. So I think he's going to ball out and be be a running back one. I believe two years ago, he was the RB4. I know it was a little bit inconsistent, but he's there. Like the fantasy points were there to be had, and he had them. So give, give me David Montgomery for a contending team, and uh, I, I think that he can he can do very well for your team. All right. So David Montgomery, Vilas Jones getting sponsored by AARP throughout <laughs> the season. So, Chef, question for you. Do you like the roster? Bears players. I don't really like to roster a ton of Eagles. Like Pork said, he stole this guy from you, maybe, but I tend to shy away from my personal team that I root for on my fantasy teams just because it makes for double frustration. How do you feel about that? Yeah, and it's the same for me. You know, the Bears aren't a team that consistently have a great offense. They may have a maybe one good player on the team that balls out, but looking at the show sheet. This could be a new year for the Bears. Apparently, the boys are a little high on them. So, but yeah, I don't. I really don't like to have any Bears on my team. I, I have Darnell Mooney everywhere because you can get him dirt cheap last year. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on this guy. His last name's almost like mine, so why not? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I think David Montgomery is interesting uh, as a contender, though. Do you think they resign him and he comes back, or do you are you hoping he goes somewhere else next season? Is the question. I think. You have to ask yourself, like, you're going to trade for him. Are you looking for him to hopefully stay? Or are you looking for him to hopefully go? Uh, I don't really see them signing him. So, Pork, do you want him to stay there? Or are you looking – hopefully you trade for him and he goes to a different situation. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is hope for him. Because I believe right now he's 24 years old, so he's still young. He's mm-hmm. still got a lot left in the tank. But if he goes to – you know, he can pick a team to where, you know, they have a good offensive line. Like, if, you know, I know Miami has a million running backs right now, but if all of them don't work, if he goes to Miami with that with the bomb offensive line that they have there, give me, give me that all day. Or I, don't, I can't even think of any other team right now, but like, I'm not going to say the 49ers because any running back at this point, the 49ers can be pretty good. But mm-hmm. just, just give me a really good offensive line where he can succeed. And I think he can he can be uh, an RB one every year from there with a good offensive line, just based off of his um, his running style. His his contact balance is, is really good, and he has a nose for the end zone. Yeah, and I think right now is the time to go get Khalil Herbert. I mean, the Green Bay Packers showed, hey, let's run two running back sets. We don't want to waste one guy for the whole game. Let's get two guys in there and keep them somewhat fresh. So I think Khalil Herbert could be a back that definitely exceeds his ADP this upcoming season. So like you said, contending team, that's great. I think if you're a non-contending team, just throw something out there for Khalil Herbert, and that could be your RB1 or RB2 or 3, sorry, for you maybe next season if he's a starting guy there. So just a little yeah, there was a there. there was a beat writer who, who talked about that saying you should pick up – well, not pick up, but, you know, look into Khalil Herbert because he's not going to get all of the touches because, like I said – Mm-hmm. When when you didn't really address the wide receiver position, that means they're probably going to show they're going to run the ball. And I know the new GM, I believe he was a former offensive lineman too. So I think he's a uh he wants to go to old school soldier field ground and pound and and, and make that work. So I, I think that's I think that's the way to go. 
I just want to see a 4,000 yard passer, but you know, you kind of, you kind of went into my next point with Aaron Jones. He's a, he, he plays for the green Bay Packers. And I mean, they got a bunch of young wide receivers now in that offense, rather than a couple savvy vets. I mean, you got Randall Cobb there, but Randall Cobb's like 50 years old at this point. So I think Aaron Jones is going to have a significant part of that offense for himself in the passing game alone. And I mean, he's been a top 10 running back the last three years. Rushing attempts have gone down once A.J. Dillon has come in and kind of established himself a little bit. But I still think there's going to be a lot of a lot of the offense that's going to run through Aaron Jones. And I think just him being in that passing game, him having that trust with Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to get a lot of production there. And I th- I still think Green Bay Packers are going to be really good. They're going to want to run the football still. I mean, I don't think last year they threw the ball a whole, a whole ton. So I think there's a lot of work for Aaron Jones and – He's 27 years old now. He's a guy that's probably going to be in your lineup for maybe another year or two. So as a contending team, you're looking to win this year. I think he's a guy that maybe is the biggest name out there right now, but is a consistent player that's been in the top 10. He's in an offense that he's he's already established in. Um, and I, I just think that pays off really well for him the next few years. And he's already got a contract there, so they're probably going to use him up. Uh, so Aaron Jones is a guy that I think you should be trying to go see what you can get for or what you can trade for him right now. And I don't think it's going to be as much as some of these some of these other guys. It's because A.J. Dillon is such a polarizing name with his quads right now. Everybody's forgetting about Aaron Jones and his production. And, I mean, I've lost a lot of fantasy football games because of Aaron Jones. And as a Bears fan, I mean, that, that tears me apart. So I kind of want a part of that offense. And I think he's going to be productive in the rest of his career there. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, it sucks. Like, uh, hey, as an Eagles fan, I hate having, well, it's been hard rostering Giants players the last couple of years, but there's been some <laughs> decent Washington and Dallas players that I want to get on my rosters too, because I do want to win a championship. And a guy that I think that I could help, that can help you do that this year. And I think in the next few years too, is Josh Jacobs. And look at his 2021 stat line on what was considered a down season for him. 217 carries for 872 yards and nine touchdowns. 54 catches for 348 yards, no touchdowns. But look, just 54 catches. There's 54 points right there just off grabs. He's only 23. People think he's really old. He's been around since his fourth year. He's 23. He's going to likely leave as his fifth-year option was declined, and the Raiders drafted Zamir White. He's the running back 24 as per DLF's May ADP right now. I know that this podcast is going to technically come out in June, but the June ADP is not out yet, everybody, so relax um it's just one of those things where i think he moves on you're buying someone now with some uncertainty we don't know what's going to happen same thing with david montgomery chev you made points Bork, you made great points too it's just one of those things where you're going to kind of use some uncertainty to hopefully leverage you into a better situation as far as what you're paying um i do think that he's a very talented back i hope he gets to go somewhere where he can prove that he is a number one back. And, you know, I do think that I understand Josh McDaniels comes from the New England coaching tree, okay, where they've shown that they like to rotate a lot of backs in. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the case. Kenyon Drake is a smaller back than Josh Jacobs. They also have Zamir White, who is a rookie. These guys tend to not lean on rookies so much. So I think Josh Jacobs is set to have a good season. And it's one of those things. If they have declined the option, they're going to do what the Cowboys did with DeMarco Murray in the last year, his contract. They're going to run the wheels off this guy. And that's going to bode well for you. I believe 
Josh Jacobs still going for a first round draft pick. Looks like some of the trades I was looking at. It's mostly later first rounds. Try it for a pair of seconds if you got them. Um, I also did see one trade where he went for Isaiah Spiller in $51 in fab. It's my type of trade right there. I got to be honest with you. It's like fab money. You always want to get fab money back in your trades, everybody. So I feel like Mike literally just gets on the trade calculator. He's like, right. okay, let's just see how much fab somebody has traded, and I'm just going to go nuts over it. But I, I, Josh Jacobs is a guy that this is going to be his best situation he's probably been in in his career so far. The offense has Devontae Adams now. I'm sure they – I can't remember if they did anything with their O-line, but I imagine they had to do something. I mean, it seemed like Derek Carr is getting hit all the time. Mm-hmm. But you got a defense now that – should be able to stop some teams and give him more opportunity to be running the football rather than trailing and throwing the football in most games. So I think it bodes well for Josh Jacobs. I know they brought in some people or and whatnot to be behind him, but like you said, that if you don't run this guy into the ground, why you would have picked up your fifth year option, you know, like exactly you would have kept him for another yeah. year, but you have to be planning on doing that. Sadly, that's that's what you have to do, but I think it bodes well for him this season. And running back 24? Yeah. This guy's been yeah, like a top crazy. 12 guy, top 13 guy, 15 for the last two seasons. I'm, I agree. I'm all in on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in too. Sure. And, I think, and I think the narrative of him not re- getting receptions based on his uh, prior years, mm-hmm. people are still thinking about that. Because, you know, in Alabama, catches. yeah, <clears throat> in, in Alabama, he was catching the ball when they first came out when Gruden was there. They wasn't throwing him the ball. So they probably automatically thought that, okay, he's not a PPR guy. But 51 catches is 51 catches. Like, yeah. bro, he's and, and he can do it, and he's good after the catch. So, so him going to keep, keep trade cut near Leonard Fournette and uh, Ezekiel Elliott is straight up disrespectful to me, to be honest. I'm taking Josh Jacobs over the both of them, to be honest. Well, first of all, he's, what, 85 years younger than them. And, and he's still pretty good, <laughs> roughly. 0. 0.85, 0. 0.85. <laughs> Look at this. So he played 15 games last year, I think, off the top of my head. 54 catches, that's almost four catches a game, which is four points yeah. a game, plus what you get after that. Also, one of the trades, he went for $151 straight up, Fab. And you have to think about it, too. With Devontae Adams in town, they can't they can't stuff the box like they used to. Devontae exactly. Adams is going to take more coverage. So this makes the Raiders' offense as a whole more explosive having Devontae Adams there. And it makes it much more explosive for Josh Jacobs, too. He's def- I think he's definitely going over 1,000 yards, barring injury. And we can see double-digit touchdowns, too. And if he had a receiving touchdown sprinkled in there, that would be fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. because we are getting up against some time here, Nate, you have one more person that you want to talk about. Yeah, so I really like James Conner as a buy for a contending team. Now, this is a guy that, you know, you're buying and you're not really expecting, you know, a lot of dynasty longevity. But you're getting this guy probably for, you know, 2023 second, um, you know, somewhere around that realm. Maybe you're moving a guy like uh, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, kind of like a mid-tier wide receiver like that to grab James Conner, who's, you know, dynasty-wise, not everyone's favorite running back because he is probably limited to just one or two more years of uh, production. But he's set up for great production this year um, in a lot of redraft leagues, best ball leagues. You know, he's being looked at as, you know, a top 10, top 12 running back in the Arizona Cardinals offense because outside of James Conner, now that Chase Edmonds is done, 
you got Daryl Williams who just signed. You got, you know, Benjamin who couldn't even make the roster, you know, for a lot of the, the season past two years. Got Jonathan Ward, who's my boy, but, you know, he's not really going to take a lot of snaps away from James Conner. And then you got Keontae Ingram, who I like as well, but late day three pick. Not worried about that guy either. James Conner, as long as he's healthy, he is going to do very well for your, t- your team. And honestly, I don't think he's as injury prone as we make him out to be. He's a big back. I think the Arizona Cardinals system works really well for him. He's going to get those receptions. He's going to work with Kyler Murray. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. This is a guy that can give you week in and week out production that can help you win games. And he's not expensive. You you know you're you know you know what you're getting with him, where he's going to give you good production. You get this year out of him. And if you can trade one of those mid-tier wide receivers to get a guy like this, you can put him in your lineup, keep him there as long as he's healthy, and you're good. If you have this guy as your running back too, you're you're very happy this year, mm-hmm. you know. So I think James Conner is a guy you got to go out there and you know see if you can get him off you know a team that maybe isn't contending. Uh, I don't think he's a guy. He's a guy that's kind of like in the in between where if you're a contending team, you're probably not going to get rid of James Conner unless you get something like really good. But if James Conner is on a team in your league that's middling or in a rebuild, you should be the first one sending offers for him because he's going to be worth worth your while. Yeah. Remember, these guys don't all have to be sexy players. They just have to get the job done. But uh, let's move off. Great point. Can I say on. one thing real quick? You absolutely can. He, he is literally the heart and soul of that offense. I mean, it showed last year when he was not on the field, they were a complete, completely different team. So I imagine that Cliff Kingsbury saw this, and he's going to be a vocal point for this offense moving forward. And mm-hmm. they signed him to bring him back for the situation that they need him most. They need that ground-and-pound guy. And I would be shocked if he does not have a good season, honestly. It would be really shocking to me. I think they're going to use him like crazy this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the first eight games of the season when DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Obviously, Marquise Brown's no chump, but uh, he's no DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I would expect James yeah. Conner to get really good run to start the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move off of some trade targets for running backs. If you're a contending team, let's look at some wide receiver trade targets again, you know, same things. Why, why are we buying them? Uh, what is the cost? I'm going to start off. My first one is Juju Smith Schuster. So he only played five games last year. He missed 12 games with a shoulder strain. Prior to that, he had only missed five games in his career for the knee sprain one with a concussion, both in 2019. His uh, stats last year, they didn't look too good. Just 15 catches for 129 yards and no touchdowns. So that's not very Juju-like. I mean, we're all still chasing that big 2018 season that he had with uh, almost 1,500 yards. But just looking here at some of the other Kansas City wide receivers, this is his competition, okay? Just looking on ESPN. Ever heard of it? Um you know, Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers. So Judy's at the top. We have Omar Bayless, no relation to Skip, Corey Coleman, Doris Fountain, Josh Gordon. Someone out there still wants him to be a thing. Michael Hardman, overdrafted much. Sky Moore, rookie. My man, Cornell Powell, hurt dropping him the other day too. Uh, we got Justin Ross, UDFA, Matthew Sexton, MVS, and Justin Watson. So there is a lot of uncertainty right now in the Kansas City wide receiver room. Everybody else's wide receiver room in the AFC West got better. I really don't know if Kansas City's did. I think it got a little bit worse. 
as much as I think Juju is a good acquisition if you're a contender, he's no Tyreek Hill. Let's be real. But I think he's much more affordable than Tyreek Hill. Right now, he's the wide receiver 33. And again, that is May's DLF May ADP. So we're talking, he's like a wide receiver three, almost, if you're thinking about it here. He's only 25. Again, another young guy. He's got upside. Realistically, he could play for another 10 years. Will he? I don't know, but he could. And I think you can have him for maybe a, uh, a late first, early second. I don't know if I'd pay late first for him. I'd be happy with the second. Throw some fab or a different wide receiver that's a little younger and not as proven at him. And I'd be okay with that. But I'm all aboard the Juju Smith-Schuster train. And look, he's going into a lead offense with a quarterback that can make every single throw in the field. Can't hate that. Can't eat that at all. So, Phil, uh, you are up next. Jerry Judy has been absolved of any wrongdoing that he was accused of. Um, yes. So now Thank he God. is firmly back on your radar. Yes. And I, I was pretty much waiting for that news to come through because, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, obvious domestic violence, I'm not, I don't want to touch any of those types of guys because, you know, they, it's either they're not on the field or, you know, it's pending or whatever. So, now that, that stuff is off, now I can build up my guy again because <clears throat> I think people forget um, how good Jerry Judy was in Alabama. Um, I know he was a couple of our wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos in that draft class, and he's a really, really good receiver, really good uh, route runner. His only problem was he had freaking terrible freaking quarterbacks. Now he has one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, Russell Wilson. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Cortland Sutton. Uh, I know he's a he's a pretty good receiver, but I think Jerry Judy will be better than him. And I think Jerry Judy pretty much fits what Russell Wilson likes to do, which is, you know, run around, looks like a chicken with his head cut off, and then all of a sudden just throws this freaking ball that touches the top of the sky and, you know, lands right in um, the receiver's hands. And I think Jerry Judy fits uh, that mold perfectly. Um, but I think also now that, uh, Russell Wilson has a really good offensive line now, and he needs a guy who's going to run precise routes and knows where he's going to go. Um, I know we all saw the uh, off-season off uh, passes he's been making with him, and he's working with them. So I like to see stuff like that. But <clears throat> right now, I think Jerry Judy is on keep trade cut. Is the wide receiver 25? He's also 25 years old right now. Um, so – I think at a wide receiver 25, I think me personally, I think he can be a wide receiver one in that type of offense um, just starting up. And and he's young. I know it's just it's him, it's Alberto, it's <clears throat> it's KJ Hamler, and it's Cortland Sutton. But I think he's going to be that top tier, um, top target for Russell Wilson in that offense. Um, also, they also have a really good running game. So it's not like they're going to be stacking people in the box or they're going to be putting – um, he's going to get double team all the time. So I think that offense is is a, is a really good offense for a wide receiver one type of uh, player in that offense. And I think Jerry Judy uh, will be that guy. All right, perfect. Jerry Judy's that guy for Pork. And you possibly, Chev, I love your selection here. Why don't you tell us who it is and explain why? Can you imagine if KJ Hamler turns out to be the guy there? Man, <laughs> fantasy Twitter is going to be so pissed. I would love that. I think uh, KJ Hamler could be like a, a Tyler Lockett type though. That can fit perfectly in that in that offense. And I, I'm 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 saying that right now. I think KJ Hamler could be a wide receiver too. 
just All to right. be like a, a Tyler Lockett, but not a boom. He'd be like the boom bust. Like you're not gonna be able to start him from week to week. Yeah, I, can swing. I can mute him if you need <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Hey, Anthony, you heard it here first. KJ Hamlin, wide receiver two. Put it on a visual, man. No, but Ooh, my man. guy, I love this guy. I've probably talked about him way too much on this show and, and probably other shows with Evan as well. Uh, Evan Lucian. He loves this guy as well. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a guy that he's not going to be the most physical, but he's going to beat the crap out of you running routes. He's going to make you look <laughs> stupid. You're going to be dancing around on the field trying to figure out where this guy is at. And that's why I think it's a good chance or good uh, opportunity to get him. He's 30 years old, but he's probably got a little bit, a couple more years left. Probably, I'll give one to three years. You probably have him for that long. Uh, but he's going to be a guy that receives 140 plus targets. He gets Justin Herbert as his quarterback. He's got Mike Williams alongside him, Austin Eckler. And there's plenty of other guys. Gerald Everett, I think, is there now, too. That's going to help him be single coverage or somewhat in a decent coverage. And I think the sky is going to be really high for this man again and again for the next few seasons. I mean, how can you how can you not want to get a guy that has 140 plus targets every single season? And he's a guy that's 30 years old. But if you can get that production in a, as a contending team, you definitely want to go get him right now. He's he's not that expensive. He's a guy that people are forgetting about. Him and Allen Robinson seem to be guys that just don't get talked about enough when they're doing well it just seems like they get un they get forgotten because they're not the flashiest guys they kind of just do things right and get the job done and uh if you want to pair a guy with justin herbert i think keenan allen is your guy if you want to win a championship i think keenan allen is your guy mike williams is a boomer bust guy so they're probably gonna be counting on keenan allen a lot of weeks to carry the load and i think that is gonna bode well for you if you're going for that fantasy football championship you got to find those guys that love uh, target hogs like Bob. Bob's been talking about recently. You got to find the guys that get all those passes thrown to them and that are mm -hmm. quick, speedy receivers. So why not this guy? He's 30 years old, but he's going to give you production for the next probably two to three years. Yeah, he's probably one of the most disrespected wide receivers in the league, fantasy-wise, to be honest, because people don't talk about him. And, like, if you put top 12 wide receivers, Keenan Allen's never on that list. But And, honestly, he, he really should be from year to year because he's shown production from, from, from year to year consistently. All right, so yep. I love the Allen pick, and I agree with Phil. He's always been quite productive. He should be up there. But, Nate, I mean, this one just makes sense. It really does. And another guy that gets disrespected and not talked about enough, but he's the steady Eddie. Yeah. He, you know, he's definitely underrated. I found him on my waiver wire two years ago. Um, you know, this, <laughs> speaking of guys, speaking of guys who have 140 targets, this guy's average 132 targets year to year. Job well done. I just, I just left that in there. No, um, I appreciate that. So this guy has averaged 132 targets over his career each year. He's been so steady. Uh, averaging over a thousand yards he's hit over a thousand yards every year averaging about 10 touchdowns so he's gonna get those touchdowns too to help you win your weeks that's mike evans it's a no-brainer mike evans he's he's dominant he's one of the best wide receivers in the game he's only 28 which means you're getting three four more years of production he's paired with the greatest quarterback of all time and in time and tom brady chris godwin's coming off the acl injury and then they got russell gage there and cameron brate as the target competition. So this is like, 
too easy almost. Like, go get Mike Evans. I'm looking at keep trade cut. And if you're a contending team, I'd rather have Mike Evans than Jerry Judy. Because I know Mike Evans is going to be a wide receiver one by the end of the season. But Jerry Judy is obviously higher in dynasty because he's five years younger. But if you're a contending team, get rid of – go ahead and trade Jerry Judy for Mike Evans because he's going to help your team out this year more than Jerry Judy. He's still going to give you a couple more years of elite production. I, I like Jerry Judy a lot, but come on, Mike Evans. You know what you're going to get with this guy. Everyone talks about his injury prone. He doesn't miss that many games. He really doesn't. You know, last year he played in 16 games. Year before that, 16 games. Year before that, 13, but 16, 15, 16, 15, 15 before that. He doesn't miss that many games every year. You know, he might have a pulled hamstring every now and then and miss like the fourth quarter of your game, but he's he's playing in these games and still producing. Um, Mike Evans, guys. Mike Evans. I mean, I, so I said Jerry Judy. Also, other guys in front of him will keep trade cut. You know, I would if I had Chris Olave after my rookie draft, I would trade Chris Olave for Mike Evans if you're a contending team. Mike Evans is going to do a lot more for you to win your championship, and that's what this game is about, than Chris Olave. Also, I'm going to make some people upset here, but trade Elijah Moore for Mike Evans too. You probably can get a, a trade Elijah Moore for Mike Evans plus. And, hey, Elijah Moore is fun, but he's going to be a wide receiver three for the rest of his career probably because he's on the Jets. So go get Mike Evans. Nate, are you willing to put your money where your mouth is and do a bet against Pork, Judy versus Mike Evans? If Pork is. I'm fine. I'll put it up there. On the board. Yeah, see, see if you put you came up my neck right on the pot, talking about my Judy pick. No, it's fine. He no, I, like Mike, I do like the Mike Evans pick, too. Mike Evans is, is ultimately disrespected. It makes no sense. He's no good sense. every single freaking year. Everyone's like looking, everyone's like, oh, how do I find a wide receiver who's six foot five and 230 pounds and runs a four four and dominates? Well, I'll never be able to find that. And meanwhile, like Mike Evans just over there, like doing that every single year. (laughs) Yeah, every every single year. You gotta think it was one year he's like he had like one one catch for one yard and one touchdown. And like, well, here's the drop-offs coming, and then it never dropped off. Everyone's like, oh, Drake London's the next Mike Evans. Yeah, he's got Desmond Ritter throwing to him. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but here's the thing, too. The Buccaneers players, they understand that you have goals to hit to get more money. We saw with Gronk. Gronk's like, hey, man, I need one more catch. Tom said, get your butt out here right now. We're going to get that catch. And Mike Evans, the same thing. I think it happened to him two years ago Mm -hmm. where he needed 1,000 yards. Next game, he goes off for like 170 of 20 targets it seemed like so and that's that's a guy you definitely want to be grabbing but mike evans the dude is just so thousand yard receiver every single year how can you how can you not want that wild so i got one more for you guys and hey if you're to the point where you think you're a contending team the reality is you might not have very many first or second round picks be it this year or the next year so you do have to find something let's say all you have is a third all you have is some fab all you have is some other players that you're willing to part with you need to find a deal to make and do something to put you over that hump. So my last guy is Jarvis Landry. Why do I think Jarvis Landry is a good player to acquire as a contender? Because you need depth on every roster, and that includes contending rosters. Jarvis Landry right now is the wide receiver 71 as per DLF's May ADP. Listen to some of the players that Jarvis Landry is behind, and you will think that I am bugging out. (laughs) Corey Davis, Justin Ross, LaVisca Chenault. Sorry, Nate. 
Devontae Parker, DJ Chark, Rondale Moore, Calvin Ridley, who's not even going to play this year and get you any points, Miko Hardman, Jacoby Myers, Wandale Robinson, Jalen Tolbert, Russell Gage. Now we're getting to the point where I might take Tyler Boyd over him, but Alec Pierce, Robert Woods coming off of an injury. So David Bell, there's Kadarius Tony, John Mechie. There's rookies here that the likelihood of them getting more points than Jarvis Landry is slim. Okay. Will Michael Thomas ever be the same wide receiver that he was before? We really don't know. I don't believe he's still reported to the Saints uh, building for anything. And he's a basket case. He's a veteran presence in a very young wide receiver room. If Michael Thomas is not included, I think he can connect with um, Jameis Winston very well. So the fact is you could probably throw a third round pick at, at a team. If they're a junk team, like, Hey, give me Jarvis. I'll give you this third round pick and maybe another third next year. I think that'll get it done. I think he's going to be really, really solid, just a solid, good, solid floor, nothing flashy, plug him, set it, forget it. You need depth on your contending teams too. And there could be a, opportunity down the stretch where you might have to start him by weeks, injury fill-ins, what have you, you could do worse than Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is going to be much safer than whatever you pluck off the waiver wire. And I understand he did miss some time last year. He had a, what did he have? He had an MCL sprain last year. So, and the Browns offense wasn't as good. as It was the year prior. So sorry, Cleveland fans. It be what it be. Good luck. I, would, I wouldn't expect a lot of touchdowns out of him, but he's just one of those PPR guys PPR. that you're hoping can have yeah. eight catches during the week. He's just he's just not a big presence in the red zone enough to get a those big gaudy gaudy touchdown numbers. So yeah. that could change with Jameis too. You know what I mean? Jameis likes to sling it down the field. So yeah, I guess so. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I see. I think Chris Olave is going to be that guy, but we'll see. He could be, but hey, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes I know that we always like to go for the gusto. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when you're a contending team, you just need to make that really smart, cheap trade that gets you oh, over yeah. the hump. And like I said, every team needs depth. Yep. So, right. No, you're right about that. And not only that, but this takes every single inch of it. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that was great 10 minutes making that sound job. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to to go to some pre-recorded commercials. Then we have tight end trade targets. I think we could zip through the tight end trade targets real quick because nobody really likes talking about tight ends. So let's do commercials first. Do you still want to draft but don't want to join yet another dynasty startup? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season-long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Now's the time to reap the benefits of being a dynasty player that follows the NFL year-round. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind when you make your first deposit and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 more to play with. Boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups? If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? 
Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code rewind. The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live events at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code DynastyRewind, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit ViridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. All right, that was fun. That was me talking for two minutes and 33 seconds about some commercials. And now we're going to close out the show talking about some must-have tight end trade targets. You know the drill. Why and how much? So, Nate, we are going to start with you on this one. Who is the tight end that you were tar- trying to target? Getting all tongue twisted here. And I believe this is a player you've been talking about a little bit now. So, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I've been talking about this guy for a while. Um, you know, not a sexy guy, you know, with the athleticism, you know, oozing out, but a guy I think has shown us that he's very solid. And looking I'm sorry. At the did you just use sexy and oozing in the same sentence? Yes. I'm here for it. Let's just take every single inch of it. Proceed. <laughs> All the sound bites. Sorry. You know, and looking at the 2022 season, he's primed for some really good production, I think, especially the tight end position where, you know, after the first three or four guys, it is a crapshoot, you know, trying to find a guy that's actually going to matter. And, I think this guy is going to matter this year and moving forward. And that is Cole Komet. You know, he's going to be the number two target for Justin Fields and the Bears offense. Most likely he's a guy that 260 pounds is physical. He's on the field as a blocker. He's, he's also lining up in the slot or out wide. He runs a four, seven, but at 260 pounds, that's actually pretty good. And that would have actually been on the uh, top five or so tight ends out of this class that just came out. So, you know, the athleticism is kind of that sneaky athleticism. He's not a guy that we look at and like, oh, he's just going to be like a Vernon Davis kind of guy, Kyle Pitts. No, but he's got good speed. He's a, he's a lot faster than, you know, some of the other guys that we think about in the same tier as him of those like lumbering possession tight ends. He's, mm-hmm. he's not quite that. He's a bit more than that. So in this offense, after Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, there is no one, which means that Cole Komet probably will see over 100 targets this year from Justin Fields. And at the tight end position, you know, as long as you have a guy that has some ability to separate and catch the ball, volume is king. Mm-hmm. And Cole Komet is set up for volume. He had zero receiving touchdowns last year, which I think really hurt him overall because he still performed well. Um, 60 receptions for 600 yards. 
he had a couple more, if he had a couple receiving touchdowns, you know, he would have been very good for your, you know, fantasy team, especially, like I said, this tight end class, you know, we're looking at people who were drafting for this year's redraft leagues and best ball drafts. And we're like, Hey, if you don't get Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts or Travis Kelsey, what are you doing? So Cole Komet, great guy to get. You get production this year. You probably are going to get production moving forward. And he's also really not that expensive. Uh, you know, looking at keep trade cut, you know, you can move a guy like Damian Pierce or David Bell right now. See, this is a great time to use these rookies as trade bait because everyone's hype about the rookies. We're not thinking about the players in the third, fourth, fifth years. You know, when you're on the clock in the second round and one of those guys is on the clock, go try to get Cole Komet because he's going to be worth it. All right. So get, grab Cole Komet. Chef, so you and I kind Dawson of have- Knox. I trade Dawson Knox for Cole Komet any day, and he's higher on keep trade cut. Let's get another one on the board, Pork Man. <laughs> pork? Yeah, let's do it. I don't care. Sean, put it on there. Let's go. Let's go. On the board. Let's go pork man. So basically me and Mike are just going to be on the shot show, just having a good time. <laughs> These guys are just going to be just throwing kidding. shots around like it's nothing, Mike. It's going to be I'm me and you, baby. I mean, Pork Man's going to be throwing shots down. You just want to see me take my shirt off, Nate. That's it. So no one ever chef you and i are going to team up again here so you and i pretty much have the same answer so yeah. why don't we let pork go then you and i can close it off pork who do you got for us i actually know because i can see the show sheet but why don't you tell everyone who you got all right so this was my guy last year um mm. unfortunately he caught covid and uh he barely played and then he came in and he, he actually played really well and this guy is uh gerald everett um, he I picked him last year because he was uh partnered up with Russell Wilson, and every time Russell Wilson has a tight end that he likes, he just freaking grossly targets him. Um, but he did have 48 catches last year, which I was kind of surprised by that, uh, and then have four touchdowns. So this year, um, he goes to offense with Justin Herbert, and I know you know I don't want to regurgitate the whole Keenan Allen, Mike Williams thing that we talked about um during the wide receiver segment, but um. This is going to be really good for him because you know it's only him, Donald Parham, and some and Trey McKitty. Um, I'm not worried about the other two to be honest with you. And and last year with Jared Cook, Jared Cook had 83 targets and 48 catches and four touchdowns. So I think and that made him a tight end one. So when it comes down to it, I think you know he's younger than Jared Cook. Um, I'm not going to say he's this ex- ex- explosive because Jared Cook is an athletic freak as well. But uh, when it comes down to Gerald Everett, I know he hasn't lived up to his expectations uh, with the Rams. But going to uh, the Chargers with that young offense, with the Justin Herbert, who's going to be throwing close to 5,000 yards, he's going to get a piece of that pie. And I think when it, t- when it comes down to it, I think he's going to you know be pushing for a tight end uh, one year as well. But like I was looking on Keep Trade Cut right now. He's a tight end twenty six near a Tyler Higby. I don't I don't want no parts of Higby. Uh, and then Evan Ingram and Greg Dolchitz is ahead of him. Uh, give me all of Gerald Everett at that point. I would trade uh, any of those guys for for Gerald Everett for a contender team. Just going with that offense, um, pairing him up with with a Justin Herbert. And uh, I, I think it'd be a tight end one, in, in my opinion. All right. So Pork thinks he's going to be a tight end one. Nate, are we we going back to the well? Are we taking another bet there? I think we did it last year, and I I, I know how that turned out. 
He got COVID, man. Mm. We still have 48 catches with COVID. Freaking COVID warrior. That's cute. But Chev and I are going to. You're not cute. You know that. That's fine. I know what I am. Um, Chev and I are going to close it out with a tight end that's actually going to produce on like pork mans, and that is Zach Ertz. Chev, everybody, everybody hates Zach Ertz, man. He's 31, but look at last year between two teams, 74 catches, 763 yards, and five touchdowns. Pork, I see you in the private chat. That's hurtful. Okay. He signed a three year extension this offseason. Um, I know they drafted Trey McBride, but look, man, Zach Ertz better. Trey McBride, we know that. He's tight end 13 as per DLF's May ADP. Tight end 13. He can be had for, look, he's getting traded straight up for DJ Chark. I don't like this one. Justin Fields, I would rather have Justin Fields there. Um, but he's like a second round draft pick, or it depends, man. Some of these trades are just like, what are you thinking? I like this one. Someone gave up Alberto and they got Zach Ertz in a third. I mean, if you're competing and you can get that trade, by all means, please do that. Mm-hmm. The fact is he could still have some pretty productive seasons left ahead of him here. Chef, what are your thoughts on Zach Ertz? Yeah, Zach Ertz is a guy who came in to Phoenix, Arizona, and just started putting on a show with Kyler Murray. And at that point, I think we had maybe one or two games with DeAndre Hopkins with them together, and then DeAndre Hopkins went out. So who does Kyler turn to? He turns to Zach Ertz, the big target in the middle of the field, to throw the football to in the red zone. I mean, that was his guy. In the first six weeks of this season, or first eight, somewhere around there, we're not going to see DeAndre Hopkins. So the first six weeks of the season, he's going to be an absolute stud for your fantasy football teams. And I don't see that changing throughout the season. I still think he's going to be a big target in the red zone. I think he's going to be a guy that they target heavily over the middle. And he's a guy that is smart enough when Kyler Murray is scrambling, he's not going to run the opposite way. He's going to follow Kyler, and he's going to be somebody that is always open and looking for the football. Zach Ertz is a very smart player, and he knows how to win in routes. He knows how to win in open field. I mean, the guy is just a magician. He's been doing it for so long. He's been so good for so long. I don't see it changing this season. We, we can get 31-year-old tight ends and be just fine in the NFL. And my thing is, we're looking for targets at tight end. We're looking for guys that are going to get targets thrown to them a lot. And Zach Ertz is a guy that is going to be peppered with targets right from the get-go this season. And he's somebody that I think is going to help people win fantasy championships this year. It's not that hard to be a freaking tight end seven. It's not that hard to be a tight end five, honestly, at this point. It seems like a lot of people get injured, and then we get a guy that gets one touchdown and – 45 receptions and he's a tight end one like give me a break you're gonna get a guy that's gonna get 50 or probably 60 something receptions this season probably seven to eight seven nine touchdowns i'd imagine it might be a little high but i think it's possible for him i think he has that ability to be a very big vocal point in that offense and like i said about james connor early in the episode when Zach Ertz is in the game, man, the crowd goes crazy. The team just looks better, honestly, man. So I, I really love Zach Ertz. And another guy uh, that you can possibly get for really cheap is – oh, man, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. What's his name from uh, Washington? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Logan Sorry, Thomas. Logan Thomas. <laughs> I didn't mean to forget your name. You've been forgotten, though, these last few seasons because you've been injured. But you can literally go get Logan Thomas for – a fourth or fifth round pick, nothing. Maybe you can be able to pick him up on waivers at this point. 
But I think he has a role in that Washington offense as well. Jahan Dotson is performing well. Nate, that's huge. I think we all thought our, he was going to be a great player, so we're really excited about that. But that means one thing. That's just going to open up a little bit more space for Logan Thomas in the middle of the field as they're going to be chasing Dotson all around the place. So I think Logan Thomas is a guy that he's shown that he can be an athletic tight end that can get touchdowns and he can be productive. And he's going to be somebody that you can literally get for free in some leagues. And that's something I'm willing to take. It's so easy to be a wire or a tight end one, man. I think he has the upside to possibly do so if he can stay healthy. But he's just a guy that you can get for literally nothing. So I'm, I'm always going to be looking for that. Those those cheap guys that can do great things. Yeah, Logan Thomas, the, the highest I saw him go for, it seems to be generally a late third. Uh, I saw him go for the 409. Somebody traded the 210 for him, yeah. uh, which is a bit rich for my blood. Yeah. It's 401, 403, 403. Uh, Logan Thomas and Zach Wilson for Evan Ingram. Uh, that's interesting. Um, looks like Illusion. this team gave this other team. <laughs> Logan Thomas just gave him to him. Um, there you go. There's another one. One Logan Thomas straight up for Marlon Mack. Uh, Logan Thomas for Calvin Ridley. I don't know what these people. How are many saying. Fab dollars is Logan Thomas worth? I haven't found any where it's just Fab, but I am looking. <laughs> and Chev, if I don't find it now, but I look later, I will text it to you, and I'll let you know. <laughs> what about what do you what do you think about Zach Ertz, Mike? Yeah, I know you had him on your list before I did, and that was the guy that I thought of directly. Who do you what do you think about him? I, I agree with everything you said, and you know you're talking about how he works well with Kyler Murray. Think about it. When he came into the league, he played with Michael Vick. Okay, he played with Carson Wentz. He played with Jalen Hurts. So he's by far and away used to working with mobile quarterbacks. He mm -hmm. understands it. That's going to really bode well for a guy like Trey McBride. And in essence, Dallas Goddard, too. Yeah. These are guys that get to learn under Zach Ertz. So, you know, I really think it's great for him. It's great for the future. And it's great for the Arizona Cardinals, too. It hurt me as an Eagles fan. Personally, I wish they would have kept Zach Ertz. I love Dallas yeah. Goddard, but Ertz was just that dude. He, he was so good in the Super Bowl. He played with a lacerated spleen at one point in time when he didn't have to. Um, he's he's a gutsy player, man. I love Zach Ertz. Congratulations to Zach and Julie Ertz. I believe Julie is pregnant. Um, so you know, congrats to them expanding their family. But, um, you know, we're, we're pushing a little bit longer than we like to. Sean, I'm not yelling. I just – my caps lock is on. So, I hope the World Cup's not around the corner. We need her. Yeah, yeah. a big part of our team, so shoot. Like Zach, a... you better not screw us up there, bud. <laughs> Don't screw <laughs> Zach. Screwed enough. So um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, patreon.com forward slash Dinosaur Rewind. Benny, get on it. And uh, for Chev, Phil, and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching and listening. Get me out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind, please rewind.